Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, Episode 3. I'm here with my guys, Carlos and Ramon. How y'all fellas doing? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Again, this is Carlos Burrell coming from San Antonio, originally from Zachary, Louisiana. You can follow me at on, on Twitter at Mr. Carlos Burrell. Again, that's Mr. Carlos Burrell. And this is Ramon Hardy, just ready to get this rolling today. Um, let's get to talking, man. All right, bro. We have a lot of things to talk about. And you can always follow us and find us on Twitter and Instagram at O underscore Benchwarmers. Also, if you like what you're hearing, make sure that you're sharing this link, whether it be Google Play, whether it be iTunes, whether it be SoundCloud. We're on all these platforms. Make sure that you're sharing and telling a friend. And if you like what you hear, make sure that you're subscribing to each of those platforms, whatever platform you so choose to do. And please, if you're ever so kind, leave us one of those great reviews that you have and we'll greatly appreciate that five stars. So if you're enjoying this, don't don't keep it to yourself. Make sure that you're sharing it. Today on episode three, we have Sports Field on the docket today. Uh, we have, we're going to talk NBA playoffs, of course. We're going to talk about that NFL draft that's happening tomorrow by the time you hear this. And we're going to discuss a couple matchups. And we want to discuss KD and the Pelicans. I'm so tired of the Pelicans fans. They, I think they're getting a little disrespectful, but we're gonna let them slide. They've been playing well. Live, but uh, let's let's start off with our NFL mock draft. We released that on our Instagram and Twitter. The link is in our bio. Go ahead and click that and check it out. We got our NFL mock draft. That's O underscore Benchwarmers. And as the number one pick in the NFL draft, we agreed that Sam Donald is gonna go first on the quarterback. Uh, position, but we're hearing reports that Baker Mayfield is in the running to be that number one pick. Uh, guys, thoughts on that? Don't believe it, uh, man. Don't don't I, believe I, it. Smoke screen, man. Right, exactly. I think it's a smoke screen just because historically you don't see a quarterback that's under six three go, you know, number one overall. So I think his height. I think if he was a six three quarterback, then maybe. You can do that, but you know when you look at the height of a quarterback historically, you just don't see a short quarterback go number one overall. Yeah, I, I think it's going to flow kind of basically how we have it. I still think up at the top, you're going to pretty much to me look at either Sam Darnold or Josh Allen being that guy that they're going to select. Of course, we're leaning towards thinking that Sam Darnold is going to be the guy, um, but it's also possible that Josh Allen could be there. But I really don't see at all Baker Mayfield being that true option to go yeah. number one. Yeah, I mean, I, Baker Mayfield, to me, uh, I think with his troubles as well, you know, on and off the field, I don't think – I think that alone would cause him not to go number one Good pick. Point. I believe in second chances, but, I mean, at that number one pick, the Cleveland Browns have been having issues with, with quarterbacks, whether it's uh, they decided to take um, – Johnny know, Manziel. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Manziel, troublemaker. Or whether they decided, you know, the list goes on and on. Everybody's seen the meme with the picture with the different names on the back of the jersey at quarterback. At the number one pick, if you're trying to get a quarterback, you have to really do your homework because that can make or break you. So yeah. I think that they should just stop getting cute. And if they're doing smoke screens because they're worried about trades and everything else, that's fine. But if they're really considering Baker Mayfield at number one, I think that that's a mistake. I think that he'll be a good quarterback somewhere down the line. But uh, right. I think we all agree that Sam Donald, you know, be go number one. I 100% agree. Um, I found the stat like only eight quarterbacks under six three have been selected in the top three in the last 20 years, which is crazy to me. Yeah. You know, when you look at that, 
you, you, you know, you got, I got a list of names that have went, you know, top three. And that was, I mean, top 10, Griffin, Jake Locker, Sanchez, Stafford, McNabb, just to name a few. And, you know, like between those, those quarterbacks, zero, no, yeah, no Super Bowl wins and one Super Bowl appearance and zero MVP awards. So that just tell you that, you know, height does matter. Right. right. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I think, I don't think it's nothing more for us to cover there. I, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going number one. No. So um, let's discuss our mock draft in depth. Uh, again, you can check out our mock draft. The link is in our bio underscore benchwarmers on Instagram. And we tweeted about it as well. I mean, we, we already decided on our mock draft that Sam Donald's going number one. Uh, what do you guys, what pick do y'all like the most that we have on our listing here? We're not going to go through all 32 picks, but. Which which one do you think would be a, a sneaky good pick for the value on our mock draft? I mean, I think looking at the mock draft, you know, you're not gonna like this too much because you've been hoping that this guy falls to 27 for the longest. <laughs> um, but seeing Lamar Jackson go at the 15 slot yeah. to the Arizona Cardinals, I think that's a perfect situation for them. They got Sam Bradford, you know, kind of for the time being, really, to kind of fill that gap. But I think you bring in Lamar Jackson there, you let him sit behind Sam Bradford for a little while, whether it's a year or, you know, maybe even a little more than that. Depends. But I think eventually Lamar Jackson can be that guy, that go-to guy at Arizona. So when I looked at all the picks, that was the one that really stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I think that I'll be realistic, and Lamar's not going to fall to us anymore. I did see it say a couple episodes ago I really like Lamar to fall for us, but... I think that more so if we're looking to get a backup quarterback, we probably end up with Mason Rudolph if we're looking in that direction. It's not a bad option. And it not led the FBS in, in passing yards. So, I mean, he kind of has, you know, some. I looked at some film on him. He has some Drew Brees esque similarities to me. But, yeah, I mean, to, you know, I don't think Lamar, I think Lamar will end up in that 15 spot like we got him uh, if, if the Cardinals are still looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, my, my pick would be um, probably the 19th pick to Dallas Cowboys selecting Calvin Ridley. You got a team that needs a right receiver after releasing Des Bryant, and you're getting a receiver that's mature, you know, an older receiver like we mentioned in our first episode. Um, you you know, you're getting a receiver that's, you know, a polished route runner. Yeah, he doesn't have the upside, but that's kind of good because you get a receiver that's ready to go, step into the system, you know, and give Dak Prescott that number one receiver that he's lacking right now because right now he has just a bunch of, you know, number two guys on the team. Yeah. I like on our mock draft how we have at number six, the Colts taking Quentin Nelson Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get, you know, Andrew Luck some protection on that line. That yeah. You're Colts. And, yeah. And, yeah. So Yeah, we need it, bro. We honestly, speaking as a Colts fan, we need as much as we can get. So grabbing yeah. that talent and Quentin Nelson, as we've all stated, we believe he's really yeah. what, like a top three talent yeah. in this draft. Um, yeah. And so seeing him being there at six, of course, you need to protect Luck. That's an issue that we've been having even for years. Um, before Luck got hurt, I mean, that was part of the biggest issue was that he wasn't getting protection. He was constantly having to get outside of the pocket. So you come and you get a guy like Quentin Nelson at Pancake City, basically. You know, I, I think that would be a great pick for us. Yeah, and, and uh, we want to apologize as a collective. I was just talking to Ramon about it. I don't think we've given DJ Moore enough love. Yeah, we didn't have right, him in our yeah. top five wide yeah, receiver rankings. Uh, yeah. We didn't, you know, we didn't, you know. But in our mock draft, we have him going at uh, sixteen to the Baltimore Ravens, and I think that they are very, 
very thirsty for a wide receiver that they can feature there. And you know that you know Dez, they, the reports yeah, came out down. today say that Dez turned down Baltimore yeah. because they weren't wasn't willing to give him a big money one year deal. So you know DJ Moore, if you're out there, if you so happen to be listening, we are fans of you. We do recognize your talent. We just 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 something we neglect. You just flew under the radar for us for some reason. But um, I think our mock draft is pretty interesting. I think that you know the only thing you know, it, barring trade, I really feel like this is what's gonna go. Yeah. Uh, off air, we was talking about the Buffalo Bills. I was thinking about you know I think that. At number twelve, Baker Mayfield falling in that pocket. I think that 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 would be good, barring any type of trade. But I don't really feel like it's necessary for the Bills. There, there's reports coming out that they are looking to trade to maybe get into that, you know, quarterback, you know, thing, you know, with the top five quarterbacks. But I feel like, you know, with the teams in front, if they stay put, which is uh, Tampa Bay at seven, Chicago at eight, San Francisco at nine, Oakland at ten. Uh, Miami at 11. I think they kind of would Miami, have to worry about Miami. Yeah, Miami is testy. That's- but, I mean, I think that they will probably go the defensive way. But, I, I mean, if you look at those teams from, you know, uh, set, 7 through 10, I don't think you have to – I mean, 7 through 11, I don't think you too much outside of Miami would have to worry about anybody, any of those teams taking a quarterback. So, you probably possibly could wait at 12, you know. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see them uh, waiting at 12 and seeing Baker fall to that spot. Um, it's potential that they could get antsy if, if it's a situation, you know, that the Cleveland Browns are sitting at that four spot and they're saying, okay, let's get some more draft picks for ourselves. Let's trade back. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, then you'd be able to go up and grab a guy that you may even have higher on your board. So if you can get in that four or five range, I could see it being possible. Um, but Kind of once you get past that that little gap, like you said, and get into that seven, eight, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it's not really yeah. necessary because a quarterback probably won't go there. Yeah, I saw an interesting trade. Um, well, on a mock draft, and I, th- I thought it makes too much sense, like with the Forty ers and the Patriots. So the Patriots helped the Forty ers with getting a quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, they gave up a second round for you know a starting quarterback, pretty much. And so this time around, they're talking about the Patriots giving up both of their picks, moving up and getting mm-hmm. that ninth overall pick mm-hmm. and selecting Lamar Jackson. So um, I thought that was interesting. You know, the two teams pretty much helping each other out to get their future quarterback. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we, I like without my draft again. If you want to look at it, it's on the uh, O underscore Bench Warmers. The link is in our bio, and it, it will definitely take you to the mock draft we're discussing right now. Um, anything else y'all saw that stood out? I, I mean, I, I think Hayden Hurst stock. I know we talked about a weak tight end class a couple episodes ago. I don't think that's going to change. Uh, we have them sliding into the to the bottom of the first first round, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, would y'all guys like Hayden Hurst to the Eagles? I, I do. I like Hayden Hurst. You know, like you said, we – I don't see a lot of tight ends going first round like we talked about previously, but um, I mean, I think the Eagles are in a good spot at the end of the round because there's so much talent right now, especially if you're a, you're a team that doesn't need a quarterback towards the end of the round, you're going to have so much talent pushed down to you at the end of the draft. Yeah. And so with Hayden Hurst, I mean, you get, the you know, arguably the best tight end, you know, um, you know, the talent's not that great, but you get the best tight end at the 32nd pick, the end of the first round, then, you know, you can't really complain with that. I can also see, the Eagles, you know, also grabbing 
one of those top tier running backs. You know, I've seen that mocked a lot to the Eagles. So yeah, um, the Eagles, I think they're in a good place. Yeah, I looked at Hayden Hurst's film, and again, that's another guy that we just neglected really to. You know, he flew under the radar, but I was looking at film. I mean, he's a he's a he's a blocker. He's willing to block. He has decent hands. I mean, guy's not that bad, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Hayden Hurst, you know, it is a weak tight end class. We stick by that. But I think that, you know, I think that, you know, Hayden Hurst, I could see the Eagles getting him as a quality pick. You know, uh, I guess at that point you'll be picking best available yeah, rather yeah. than what a need is. Yeah. And if you can get a high top quality weapon, another weapon for Wentz to throw to, I don't have an issue with it at all. So, um, so what are you guys sleepers in this draft, man? We did sleepers. Uh, I think that was episode one. Uh, I know that they probably might have changed. So uh, now that we're closer to the draft, this draft day tomorrow, fellows, it's like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm ready. I'm you ready. know, so who's a uh, who's a sleeper? So, so one player, you know, we're gonna have probably about five players from NC State get drafted. You know, which is kind of high for that school. But one um, player that I've actually dropped some clips on was uh, Naheem Hines. You know, he's a running back, uh, you know, uh, but he's a do-it-all running back. That's one from North Carolina State? I'm going to go with another running back. I'm sorry? From North Carolina State? Yes. Yes, NC State. Um, And so he's 5'8", 200 pounds. You know, he was the fastest running back at the combine. Uh, He was a uh, former, you know, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's projected to be in the third and fourth round. Um, and so I like him a lot because, again, he has those natural hands, you know, and um, he, he just he, he gets it. You know what I'm saying? He gets it, especially if you, you you know, you was a former wide receiver turned running back. So I like him a lot. And I think he's going to be a good pickup for that team that get him that needs that change of pace running back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I started really looking at sleep as a guy that really stood out to me. Um, you know, a lot we talk about his teammate up at the top of the draft in Saquon Barkley. Um, but looking at a wide receiver out of Penn State, Deshaun Hamilton, um, mm-hmm. actually is Penn State's all-time leader in receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a guy that I think flew under the radar more so because a lot of uh, analysts expected him to kind of run a slower 40 time. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't really, you know, impressed with his speed too much. So he's projected around that four, six, four, seven time. Mm-hmm. But actually in his pro day, he ran, um, between that four, four, seven, four, five, two. Um, and so he showcased that speed that he has, but also too, he's a great route runner, excellent route runner. He's a hands catcher. So he's not a body catcher. Like he's a true hands catcher. Um, and he really stood out when he went to kind of those, more so of all-star and showcase type of games um, at the East-West Shrine Week um, and also at Senior Bowl Week. He was definitely a big-time standout among those. And like I just said, you know, he's been someone that's just been consistent throughout his entire time mm-hmm. at Penn State. He was kind of Trace McSorley's number one, you know, go-to person. Mm-hmm. Him, him and Mike Gesicki, you can kind of, you know, trade off the two yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think he's going to be a guy – that you may be able to catch him in that third round range or something like that, but he's going to be valuable um, in this class. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good pick. That's a good one. I think that you know whoever who yeah. who do you like him to go to? Um, I could see him. Um, I mean, don't say first. I I could definitely see him there. Of course, you know I'm definitely biased with that, and we have had. Yeah. I mean, we did Nicole work time. him out. We did yeah. look at him. And I mean, we need we need everything, so yeah. <laughs> might as well bring him there. I, I say I say that would be a good one for Carolina, man. 
I, I know they're in my division, but Carolina, they need a they need a weapon for Cam, man. They need to get some pressure off of him, man. And you know, they you know, they got, you know, you know, the guy out of Stanford. Yeah, you're talking about um McCaffrey. Yeah. McCaffrey. And you know, McCaffrey was a good catch, pass catcher for him, but you know, as far as rushing, he was pretty much held in check all year. So I mean he was a rookie. We kinda expect every rookie to jump on the scene and just you know, Zeke Elliott or Lenore or Leonard Fournette, but you know, again, you know, I would like to see Cam, you know, get some, you know, get a weapon out there that he can throw to, you know. All right. We'll yeah. see if you like to see that on Sundays when he's going against you. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Darius Leonard is I'd say will be my sleeper in the draft. Yeah. Uh outside linebacker out of South Carolina State. He's six two, two hundred and thirty-four pounds. He ran a four seven in the combine and that's not bad speed yeah, for, a line, for bad. a linebacker uh Tremont Evans you know compared to him uh in the in on uh when it was on bench press Darius Leonard had 17 reps Tremont Evans who's like the number one maybe I say more points the number one linebacker yeah. 1b is yeah, Tremont Evans he had 19 reps on the combine so that you know that you know that's Kind of good, you know. His his senior year, he had 114 tackles, eight and a half sacks, and two interceptions. I looked at film on this guy. He's a ball hawk. He's a short, sure tackler. His speed to angles are amazing. Like that, you know, that four seven, you really can see how he closes in on targets. His cover skills is not that bad either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what from what I saw on film, you know, granted the two interceptions. Uh, one knock will be on him. You know, he comes from an HBCU, a smaller school. One would say that, you know, oh, he went to a smaller competition or whatever. But they played Clemson in a loss. He had 20 tackles yeah, in 2016. So, I mean, he's a solid, solid guy. I think that he will fly under the radar. But I think that whoever gets him is going to have a good, good linebacker. I think he's probably go uh, into the second, third, into the second, early third round. Uh I think that he will be a good linebacker for someone. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I agree. But speaking of linebackers, who what y'all think about Shaquem Griffin from UCL? Oh yeah, I think he's solid. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's even more than solid. I think he's really nice. I think I think he's gonna have to fit in certain packages. Honestly, um, I don't know if he's an every down type of guy, but I think he would be a nice, valuable pick for someone out there. Hmm. Uh, I think especially, you know, for a guy with one hand, you know, for the people that don't know his story, you know, he's a player with one hand. His brother played for the Seahawks at cornerback, and he went in the combine, tore it up, you know, yeah, with the, the bench through. press and, you know, the 40 times. So, I mean, it's one, he's one of those guys that you root for. You know, you want to see him do well, especially, you know, he born – I think he was born with, you know, some type of um, issue with his yeah, hand yeah. and, you know, had to get removed. So, yeah, um, I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he yeah. does well. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he does well too. Um, and he's a, he's a, a great story. I think he's an inspiration for for you know the younger kids. You know, I think he's he's great. I, I really hope that he does well, and and I think he will do well because yeah. I mean he he not worried about his hand. That dude is a straight beast. Yeah, he is. So um, I think that uh, another thing that I it was a a good thing I had to say about Darius Leonard, but I forgot. Come on, bro. You oh, getting well. old or something? I guess I can't am. Remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember man. stuff anymore. Yeah, man. Fumbling like that, bro. I said he quick to the ball. 
and he's an athlete. I, I guess we'll leave it there. I think I you gave him a good rap. Look, yeah. I think you covered him well. You think I did a good justice? Yeah, I think you did a good job, bro. You need anything well, else. Well, thank you. Uh, speaking of heating up, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, man. They they are heating up. I think that, you know, these. this is a great playoff yeah. this year. You know, it's not clear cut with the injuries with Golden State and everything. We finally, you know, the pitchers starting to crystallize in the first round. Uh, the Pelicans sent sent the Pelicans sent my boy Dame and McCullum yeah. fishing, the Blazers fishing, and not only did he do that, but he swept them. Yeah. And I didn't expect a three seed to get swept. Not not only the Blazers, I thought Dame would bring his game, but it didn't happen, guys. But you know, I looked at the at the numbers at it, man. Dame averaged twenty nine. On 44% shooting in the regular season, and uh, Drew did a great job on him. He 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 made him you know score 18 points on 35% field goal from from the field. And you know the rule of thumb in the NBA is you know whatever you average in the season, you want to average at least five to ten points more. And, and I mean he averaged five points less. Man, closer to ten nine, points. Closer less. to ten yeah. points left. Yeah. You know, and then you look at on the other opposite of the spectrum, A D, you know, his performance without Boogie, man, he averaged twenty eight points off fifty three percent shooting in the season. He went up to thirty three points in this series on fifty seven percent shooting. So I mean you gotta give A D that yeah. credit too. I, yeah, I think you definitely have to give A D a lot of credit. Um, but but for me, you know, I kind of really expected that from AD, honestly. You know, I really at this point, um, early in the season, I didn't have him as a top five player. But right now, AD is probably in my top three players. Um, so I kind of expected expected that from him. Um, but going into the series, I didn't, I thought Drew would be good. We had that discussion, but I didn't know Drew would be that good. Check this out. Drew averaged averaged 19 points on 49% shooting in the regular season, 27.8 points on 56% shooting, bro. While locking up Dane. While locking up Dane. He's playing both ends of the court. What you saying, Los? No, I think that's that. No, I was just saying defensively he burned it, like y'all said, both sides of the court. But you know, one thing I remember, um, if did, please tell me y'all saw that meme of uh, you know how Dame Little do the Dame time when he hitting his watch, Yo. <laughs> and then it showed a watch in the other part yeah, of the yeah, game, yeah. and it was just in studio time. Right. <laughs> that tripped me out because I mean they pretty much sent them fishing, man. That, that's what tripped me out. Is yeah. like. Dame Little disappointed me, man. Like, yeah, this big shot out the big shot. Then you come and then you just disappear, like disappear. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah. And then I, I, you know, you saw what Dame did a couple years back to the Spurs. I mean, he he steps up in the big moments. Even to Houston before that, like, yeah. I mean, he, you know. So I mean, I mean, I look at that, and then McCollum. I mean, you can't really say too much on him. I mean, he averaged twenty one points in the in the season. And uh, on 44% field goal percentage, and he averaged 25 points in yeah. 50% shooting. Yeah. So he did he did, he did what he was supposed to do. I would like to see more, but, I mean, he did what he had to do. Dame had yeah. to really carry the, you know. Yeah, and I think, honestly, from McCollum, you know, I think that that's kind of right in the ballpark of, you know, where he should be, honestly. I, when I view C.J. McCollum, I view him as a – Complimentary. Really, yeah, yeah, he's a complimentary guy. I would think even on a championship team, I would view him as more so my third guy yeah, on a true not championship fourth. contender. Not I don't view him as really that second guy. So for him to come in and give that 25 points 
um, per game. I know, of course, he wasn't always seeing Drew. He saw Drew kind of here and there. Um, so it was a little bit easy on him. And then also, too, the Pelicans basically had in their mind that they weren't going to let Dane beat them. So CJ didn't face as many of those traps and double teams that Dane saw. Um, but I still thought that CJ did what he needed to do and, and Dane could have played better. So, I mean, I think that the X factor in this series, and I think a lot of people not saying in this Rondo, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rondo is the X factor. Playoff bro. Rondo. Playoff Rondo, man. He is, you know, leading the team. His his passing, he, I think he's he's able to set up AD uh, nicely, you know. That with, guy's with so irritating, man. Yeah, <laughs> he is. So irritating, man. It's like, you know, he gets – I remember, you know, when he played the Lakers earlier in this year, it was like – you know, he was getting all into it with Isaiah Thomas for whatever yeah, reason. I don't for know, no man. reason. No reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, and he got into it with, uh, who else would he get into it? I mean, pretty much everybody. He just do these little irritating things on the court, but he's so good, though, and it's just so irritating. If He's just one of those players that if he's not on your team, you don't like him. But when he's on your team, you know, and you're in the playoffs, you love him. So. Right. So the reports are coming out. You know, we mentioned how AD is playing so well without Boogie. There's a chance that Boogie may not be getting that max deal offer from the Pelicans. Uh, me personally, I, I, yeah, right, disrespectful. You know, I had, you know, I have Boogie as a top seven player, like I, I, like I mentioned, and I think that he's awesome. I think that the thing about it, I think people have a short memory when it comes to his performance and how big he is. I did mention that, you know, I do think AD and Boogie is a lot more like the same type of player, but. Man, you know, there is that Achilles tear. I understand that, but... I I think you can't ignore that, though. You got to look at it, man. That Achilles injury, that changes careers. I I mean, you saw... I mean, of course, you know, I'll give you that Kobe was in an older stage of his career at that point, but you saw kind of what it did to Kobe. Never could really shake back to what he was before that. I mean, you saw guys like Isaiah Thomas Mm -hmm. that got hurt. Um, I'm talking about the, the original Zeke. Um, and then, too, you know, you even look at a guy in Elton Brand that was a 20 and 10 guy prior to his Achilles injury that really happened closer to the prime of his career. And then after that, yeah, he kind of just fell off. And so I think that giving Boogie that max deal would be a reputation type thing. Mm-hmm. I think you have to when you are a GM, a manager, an owner of a team, you got to look at current state. I agree. Uh, and those are those agree. are solid I'm points. But I mean. Never mind. I, I would disagree. Just because, I mean, you get a guy that puts, puts it on the line night in and night out. You know, he, he's busting his tail for the team to win, and he gets hurt in the process. You know, you, like you said, you got to pay the man. You know, you can't try to lowball him because he's hurt at the time. And then you look at the, you know, you name players, in, you know, that had those injuries before. But that was, what, about 20 years ago when technology ain't what it is today. You know what I'm saying? You got better technology you got football players that's tearing their Achilles and coming back and killing it now you know what i'm saying i mean i know it's different sports but if the guy's putting it on the on the on the, on the line every night you know and he's deserved it and he's a good player and you know when he's healthy he's a dominant player and he can't be stopped he deserves that max deal i say this too you know you mentioned some good points Ramon, about his injury and you can't ignore it but i mean i would be worried if his game was predicated on athleticism Boogie wasn't the fastest guy <laughs> when his Achilles that's true. That's true. when his Achilles was 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 actually healthy. So I mean, I think that you know his game is is, is the bully ball. He's a, a shooter, you know, and a great passer. 
And I don't, I don't, I feel like, you know, if he's going to rehab, I think he's going to do what he got to do to get back. And I think that what he can bring to the table, I think that New Orleans cannot afford to mess this up. And hey, let, so, let, let, no, let New Orleans say, no, they're going to lowball him and make him mad. Uh, he slip on over to the Lakers. You know, <laughs> I don't think I'm being so convincing in my argument right now. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know, we always got that bias going on. So, you know, we mentioned that the New Orleans Pelicans swept those boys. They broke out the broom, sent the Blazers fishing in four games. So, they have earned the right to play those Golden State Warriors. I was looking at the matchup, and y'all can help me with this. This is going to bring up an interesting conversation. And I'm just trying to see how does the Pelicans, you know, match up against Golden State. Assuming that Steph Curry is healthy, you know, would you put Drew on would you put Drew on Steph or Clay, or would you put Rondo on Steph? And then would you put AD? You wouldn't want to put AD on KD because AD is no. too slow to me to guard KD. So that means you would put AD on Draymond Green, or would you put him on Javale? Like, how would they I, match? Up? I think you got to have AD playing the paint. So I think he has to lock on to that center. Um, I think you yeah. yeah. And so I think you're gonna have to. Um, still have Nico Miritich. I think he's going to have to guard Draymond Green. You still have AD anchoring that paint, um, but you can't put AD on KD. Miritich might end up having to having to take KD. No, I and KD going to abuse him. He, he would abuse him. What would you put him though? Huh? Miritich going to guard um, Draymond, and then you're going to have so who going to guard? You can have Etwan Moore. I mean, Etwan Moore can't go in no KD. Who can? <laughs> no, that's not my point. Etwan like what six five? <laughs> that ain't even that ain't even fair. Miritich is your best bet to to shadow KD. Okay, so then you are gonna stick Etwan on Draymond? Yeah, that's good. Um, it's matchup problems regardless. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I hope Gentry is doing his homework, and I know he is, but he's gonna have to. They're gonna have to play some type of. They're gonna have to play some type of man slash zone. You know. That like yeah, he, he might have to end up starting Solomon Hill, you know. He might have to change his lineup. He can't go with the small lineup with E twelve more, but he's just too little exactly, to go yeah. on a six in player, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I can yeah. see the matchup as Rondo probably go out the point guard and Drew getting on Clay, you know what I'm saying? And then That's weird you know, start Solomon Hill and yeah. then go from there. But I think what you gotta look at, like I know that we all looking right now, okay, how the Pelicans gonna guard Golden yeah. State Warriors, but then on the flip end, on the Golden State's end, AD is going to be a problem. Yeah. So you can't, in this situation, it's going to be tough for you to say, hey, let Draymond Green go and stick AD when you got Miritich who can float out on the perimeter. Yeah. So you really probably got to stick Draymond on Miritich, but then you telling me that JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee is going to guard AD? Yeah. Hey, catch the man some slack. He's gotten better. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna put y'all fellas on the spot. Mr. Shaq and the full MVP gonna go at AD. <laughs> I'm gonna put y'all on the spot, man. So who y'all got winning this series and how many games? I'm writing them down too. So right. don't try to change it. All right, you you could write me down. Okay, of course Golden State. I got them winning because that's still my finals pick. Um, do we have to? Are we assuming Steph gonna be there? We're assuming Steph gonna be right. We're assuming Steph is good. Okay, I take Golden State in six. Okay, right, that's my right. pick. I take Golden State in six. Nah, I got Golden State in five. Okay. Oh, so sooner? Yeah. They wrap it up quick. So another guys that was sent packing and fishing last night was Dwayne Wade and those Miami Heat at the hands of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons of the 76ers, who. 
What do y'all think about that? Do y'all think Dwayne, there's been some rumors that Dwayne, he was asked at the press conference, you know, about his retirement. Has he thought about it? He said, of course, I thought about it, but I'm not about to make breaking news in Philly. So what do y'all think? Y'all think we saw Dwayne play his last game in the league? I think physically, Dwayne Wade can play probably two more years. Nah. But I think mentally and ego-wise, I think it may force him to retire. Just because Wade, you know, I think he's not going to get the money he wants to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... You know, that was part of the reason that he didn't re-sign. You know, he thought he was going to get one of those Kobe deals, you know, and the, the, the Heat wasn't offering those Kobe deals. And so I think his ego and I think mentally he's just ready to, you know, pretty much sell off into the sunset. Yeah, I think that we really may have watched his last game. Um, you talk about a player that has an outstanding legacy, but he even stated, you know, he said that he wasn't going to do that Kobe tour type of situation. He said he was going to do more so of a low-key you know, hey, I'm playing one day and the next, you know, I'm retired and I'm out of there. And so I think that we could have seen this because obviously we can see that, you know, it's no longer the same Dwayne Wade. We knew at some point he would break down his game in a sense was kind of predicated on his athleticism. He did change his game over the course of his career um, and not just focus on that. But I think it just makes sense for him. You know, don't get too much more wear and tear on your body. You got to think about life after basketball. Um, and so I think this would be kind of a good, you know, segue for him to just kind of call it quits. He ended it. You can say he ended it in Miami. You know, he's their, you know, best player of their franchise. So, yeah, I think he should wrap it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it, it's, it's I think Dwayne Wade needs to go ahead and hang it up. I mean, I think he's a shell of himself. I think that, he, you know, he gave a 28 point performance, but then he was nowhere to be found yeah. after that. So I don't think that. You know, I don't think he really needs to push it another year. I hate I I've seen the greatness of Dwayne Wade and you know, yeah. I just don't want to see him go down like that. Yeah. I think it's better for him to go ahead and, and wrap it up and you know quick question on that. You speaking about his greatness, like where do you think he ranks in history? Like let's just say not just, you know, all time and everything discussion, just among shooting guards. If you think of all time great shooting definitely guards definitely top five. Definitely top five. Uh, I say top ten. Top top 10. 10 you can name nine more shooting guards better than him? I mean, I didn't say he was 10. I'm just saying he might be six, you know? I, I think he's in that 3-4 range, honestly. Yeah. I, have, I have high regard for yeah, him. Yeah, I think he's in that 3-4 range. Yeah, he's up there. I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I, I mean, if you wanted to put him behind Kobe, yeah, I would one, one and two is locked. Yeah. Like, that's locked, and then you get yeah. into the whole Dwayne Wade Jerry West, you know, some Allen Iverson yeah. discussions, Allen some of those Iverson. type of guys. Yeah. He played between Point, one yeah, and two. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, that's an interesting conversation. But I, I definitely regard him as top five for sure. So, you know, uh, some other series, some guys are on the brink, which we can't talk about too much right now because they're still playing. But we got the Thunder and the Jazz. And – you know, as Lakers fans, we want to say it so bad. As Lakers fans, I want to say that the the Thunder they're definitely in trouble. Yeah. But what brings more of an interesting conversation is how well Donovan Mitchell is playing as a rookie. He looked like a vet out there, and how poorly uh, Carmelo is playing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's what. I don't know. Hey, though, he about to get paid. Who, yeah. Melo? 
he had he got a player option twenty eight million this yeah, offseason. Golly, he better opt in. in. He, he definitely got opting in. I think he's gonna retire in OKC. I know OKC like man, like no, he's opting in to get that. Oh, I know, but I'm like OKC. I know it, man. Like this is not the mellow that we was thinking about. I think what you got to look at with that too, just like we were talking about with Wade. I mean, I understand that Wade played four years of college basketball and Melo only played one, but you're talking about guys who came in the league the same year. And so, you know, we've seen that decline in Wade's game and we're telling him to kind of go off in the sunset. It's kind of expected that Melo being into his 15th year at this point that you would see that decline. I mean, not everyone can be that rare LeBron, just LeBron yeah. that's just yeah. a freak of nature. Like, you know, that decline has to come at some point. And what I think is interesting with Melo, like, we thought it was super disrespectful before the season when they said he was the 63rd best player in the league and was behind Alonzo Ball and all these guys. But it's looking accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's looking pretty accurate at this point in the way that he's been playing. So, but I, you know, but with Melo, with me, I don't think it's a lack of ability. It may be the system to me. Uh, and it may be it may be a little bit of the effort because I mean if you shoot and and the the yeah if, if the Thunder's on defense I mean if the Thunder's on offense and they shoot the I mean I'm sorry if the Thunder is on defense and they shoot the ball and the other team gets the rebound Melo's not closing out twice yeah. you know so I mean I I don't know if it's that but I, another thing you know and I trade carefully because I don't like to really discuss people's personal business. But he did go through a tough offseason with his wife and, yeah. you know, with the cheating scandal and everything. And even though, we, you know, we saw Hoodie Mellow, Mellow and everything seem like, but that could take a toll on a man, you know, just a mental. I think a lot of times we look at these pro pro athletes like they're robots, but, you know. They're human, man. They're human, you know. So right. I think that that has a lot to do with it, too. I mean, that may have a portion of why he's yeah. been a shell of who he is. So go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and his game is pretty much predictable now, you know, and I'll just watch him, you know, all these first few games and, you know, he's just mid-range, you know, he give, I don't even know why players these days bite on his jab step, you know, he does the jab step and then he's going to take the mid-range shot. So his game is pretty much predictable. Yeah. It's rare. Nine times out of ten, he's not going to the rim anymore. He just takes that mid-range shot. I think that Russell, uh, him playing with Russell a lot, I think he really didn't, you know, him and Paul George, you know, he really kind of just makes them and turns them into spot up shooters. And Melo can 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 you know stroke it a little bit, but Melo more game is like an ISO, yeah. you know, yeah, get my own. You know, he's very ball ball dominant, so it ain't you know. But you know, hey, just like I said, I'm, they can go home, go fishing. Yeah, you know, PG need to go ahead and get those movers ready, man. Get, go ahead and send his stuff to right. LA, man. Find I already had a truck out yeah, there. I had a truck out there, so. Hopefully, you know, the Jazz take care of business. That's tonight. So, um, then we have the Cavs. The Cavs are in trouble, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that they definitely are in trouble when you look at the landscape of the Eastern Conference. Like, of course, we know that this series has kind of been going back and forth. Um, but I'm really looking at it, you know, in a broad perspective because we don't really look at LeBron and really – you know, in the past, we hadn't really magnified, like, the first round or anything like that. When we look at LeBron, is is he getting to the finals or not? And so when I really look at it this year, I mean, they kind of in a 
in a tough spot. Like, I picked them to go to the finals, so it's hard for me to kind of change my pick at this point and say that they won't make it because they, they have that guy. But you're wrong. They're definitely not making yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely not making it. Like I told you, they definitely ain't winning it. Um, But, you know, I mean, I can live with being wrong if I am wrong, but, you know, I try to ride my pick out as I, long as possible. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, man. The Cavs are not what they once was, and people was going crazy after the trade. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, this is a perfect trade. Just a couple of three-pointers go yeah, down. <laughs> I mean, the playoffs is a different ball game. Jordan, you know, he comes from us. I mean, I we love Jordan and we support Jordan and Nance, but they've never been in the playoffs before, you know, so they don't really have too much had that experience. Rodney Hood has been very disappointing to me. Yeah. I thought oh, he would have been I thought it would have been a good compliment to LeBron Pryor to come in and, you know, George Hill is George Hill. Uh but, you know, I don't think that they, you know, they they may squeak this one out. Yeah. They may squeak this no, one I think they're going. I think they're going to advance in this series, you know, and beat them. You know, it's two two tonight. You know, and they still have they playing the pivotal pivotal game tonight. But I think they're going to get that one out. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I have to get that one. Oh, you didn't find that one funny. Yeah, yeah, Trouble first round. They definitely gonna have trouble with their second round matchup. Yeah, which is the Raptors. If they, oh well, I don't. We don't yeah, know. I know the Raptors that, that, that's a good segue, man. I had the Raptors. Like, yeah, Raptors. You know, they definitely going to the NBA Finals. But it, and, you know, they having a little trouble with Washington. John Wall's playing great. Yeah, yeah. and Bradley Bill. Yeah, and those two teams. When you really look at them, like. Washington isn't your typical eight seed in the East. They had that whole time where John Wall was out. I know they played well for a portion of that while he was out. But, I mean, you really look at them, them, those backcourts, they kind of really cancel each other out. I mean, I look at Toronto having more depth than Mm -hmm. Washington. But if you look at starting five or starting five, it's a close matchup, really. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I love saying this, but it is, right? These playoffs, they heating up. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see LeBron not have that little cakewalk that he had through the through the conference, you know? Yeah, they lost one game in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron is not used to being in the first round this long, I can tell you that. All right. You know? And he, you know, I saw an interesting, uh, uh, interesting little uh, nugget is that LeBron is, uh, I think, the all-time leading playoff points. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty remarkable considering. Uh, first, first of all, you just getting to the playoffs, but then actually performing on that type of level to be the all-time score in that is just actually great. So one thing that we skipped over, uh, we can't let him live, man. What's up with your boy? What's up with y'all, boy, KD, man? <laughs> What's up with your brother, Los? Let me explain. Let me explain for the listeners. KD is, is in, KD is in some social media trouble, and uh, you know, as we all know about him having a, a dummy account, so he ended up tweeting out. Well, now he's in hot water again because on Instagram he decided to quote unquote accidentally like a negative comment towards his former teammate Russell Westbrook. Man, I don't know what to say, man. Y'all take it away, man. Which I- What's up with y'all, no, boy, just, man? I, I think it's I think it's foolish, man. Like he really just needs to give up his phone, like because I mean you in a you in the playoffs right now. Why are you even scrolling your time, man? Like watch film or something, man. Yeah. Like you 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 creating distractions for yourself, you know. And it's it's embarrassing too. It's like especially with the with the the dummy the burn accounts he have where he go on other accounts <laughs> just to talk trash, right? You know? like, <laughs> Come on, man. That, right. that stuff is impressive. Right. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Russell, 
I'm gonna play double advocate uh, here, fellas. <laughs> have you ever been on a chick page and you down, you know, you're on a page and you down like to where the pictures are like from two months ago and your thumb might just you know, you looking at it, you might just slip and just double tap it <laughs> on accident. Right. Katie, hey, no, have you ever done that before? Huh? Just gotta start liking a whole bunch of photos. <laughs> no, yeah, you gotta no. like them, hey. like you meant to do that. <laughs> but I can't give him a pass, bro, because it said that he literally like liked a comment. That's what I thought it said. It wasn't like a post. It was like he liked a comment. So you never been lurking through somebody comments and accidentally like somebody comments. Oh, <laughs> that little heart, that like, you really gotta try hard to hit that heart. Sometimes I try to hit it and I still miss it, bro. Like. <laughs> Like, come hey. on, that takes effort. And the thing about it, bro, like, KD, just own up to it. Like, you got your, you had your hand in the cookie jar and you got caught, bro. Like, yeah. it, it means you never can own up to I, it. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't I getting the cookie. His mind, he think he was in, on his burner account. And then he was like, oh, man. And then you know, he probably started <laughs> but, but what kind of feeling do you get out of, even if you're on a burner account, liking a uh, comment? Yeah, I like that. That felt great. <laughs> Bro, hey, shout out to KD though. Bro, man. KD got a chip and all that. He's still worried about the throwing. Man, I can't believe. So yeah, so hold on, time out. So y'all ain't like I'm the only one that been on the on the little chick page, like uh, looking at her old pictures and asking them to like it. I I ain't I ain't I ain't telling them myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, y'all fake man. Y'all fake. So I think we just about cut. Real quick, though. real quick, real quick. Speaking of KD, I did see something that he did purchase a home in Malibu, and he did say he's gonna out by his contract. So. He comes to the Lakers. He can't be with that foolishness. I'll tell you that. Hey, I'll take him on any terms, bro. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that just about covers it. Uh, the Opinionated Benchwarmers. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. As always, you can find us on all our social at O underscore Benchwarmers. That's on Twitter and Instagram. We just released our final mock draft. So make sure you check that out. Comment on it. Uh, make sure you tweet at us. Uh, just interact with us and make sure that you, you know, check us out on those socials. Anything else, guys? Am I forgetting anything? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, you know, make sure you guys are following us closely, especially tomorrow, Thursday, uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, I will be doing some Definitely. live tweeting, posting photos on our Insta snap um, from the live from the NFL draft. So um, we're going to have, you know. Me going to the draft for us. So. Make sure you come with some yeah. good stuff, brother. Yeah, 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 come yeah. back. Give us the scoop, man. If you get an interview out there, man, let, let us know. Right. He's definitely going to be all over that. So, guys, make sure you keep in tabs on our, all our socials. That's O underscore Benchwarmers on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you can find that. And just search Opinionated Benchwarmers on Facebook. And as for the podcast, make sure that you're uh, leaving a review for us. Uh, make sure that you rate us. Uh, the platforms that we're currently on right now is iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're Stitcher. on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. So make sure that you check it out on, on those links. And as always, we just want you to be safe out there. Uh, peace. We appreciate y'all. Love you guys.